Hello. Thank you for joining me. I'm Linda Lamp, and I'm here hosting uh, a regular podcast that we've called Let's Become a Beloved Society. These are conversations illuminating your path to wholeness. And uh, it does seem like we're having some technical issues. Mary was in the studio, and uh, when I joined the studio, uh, I couldn't hear Mary. And so uh, she rebooted, I rebooted, and when I came back, I would have expected her to be here, but so we'll welcome her as soon as she gets here. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I'm, I'm very excited to speak with you today. I did want to remind you that this is intended to be conversations with you, the viewing audience, the listening audience, and uh, we're here, I'm here, and, and when Mary's here, she's also available to help uh, sort out how you navigate uh, the lives that we're living these days. These are very challenging days. And uh, good morning. I don't know who that is, Facebook user, uh, but uh, hello to you. Nice to have you here. And here's Mary. So Can you hear me? Oh, no. I cannot. I guess so. I and guess I rebooted so. as well. I'll have to uh, call in with the So Zoom. I think, Mary, I'm going to text you the phone number to call. Yeah. And uh, uh, we'll put you on speakerphone. It's not going to be the number you usually call in on. I'm going to try a different phone line because that phone did not have real good volume. So let me try giving you um, this one. Okay. Hang on a second, folks. I can't type type and talk at the same time, unfortunately. Oh, and you don't type well when you're trying to hurry either. Nope. Okay, there you go. Okay, so while we're waiting for Mary to call in, um, here we go. Okay, Mary, say something. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Okay. All right. So this will have to do. And I'll go look and see if I'm still in the room because I don't think I exited. Right. Um, yeah. And and if there's any way that you can turn your volume up, uh, it, you're not coming in all that loud. My volume is at its max. Okay. All right. Well, it, it, it is interesting that uh, <laughs> just before uh, I started this podcast, uh, I was listening to um, I was listening to a class that I'm taking that Carolyn uh, Mace is doing. And the name of the class is uh, being swallowed by the dragon. And uh, I sign up for this class. It's a combined class with Carolyn uh, Mace and uh, Lynn. 
Bell, uh, who is a very, very brilliant um, uh, spiritual woman, but also in the field of astrology. And uh, I was just listening as she was explaining that today, in fact, right now, or very close to it, uh, maybe a little earlier this morning for most of us now, Venus, let me look at the notes I was making while I was listening. Ven the planet Venus made an exact encounter with the North Node. And, and this particular configuration, she was saying, brings up for us the question of how do we become conscious of where our heart moves us and and it it makes it it's a it's it seems awfully timely that uh that we're here having these conversations of about exactly that right how um how do we become a beloved society how do we create a world where everyone is participating and and fully valued and and fully actuated living their best lives how do we create a world where everyone is living their best life and so i think when you realize that there are these astrological things going on and i know a lot of people don't think of it as a science but i i do believe it actually is a science of life that most people are completely unaware of and not realizing the influences that we're, we're all experiencing this. And we're in the midst of these, you know, in our country and in America, we're in the midst of these, you know, tr uh, testimonies or trials about not trials, but uh, what are they? Hearings. Hearings, Hearings. right. Hearings. Uh, about what occurred in in uh, January of 2020 in our country related to our presidential election. And so the energy that that is that we're in right now with Venus making this exact uh, relationship with the North Node is bringing out of us this need to follow our hearts and and get out of our heads because most people at this point are really living from their heads and not their hearts. So I, I just thought it was, I got very excited when I was uh, uh, listening to that um, and, and thought it wonderful that we happened to be meeting this on this day and having this conversation today. Mary, did you have any Thing you wanted to share on that not really i'll wait till we get some more okay <laughs> okay um also for those of you who were listening um i want to or not listening but watching so i was uh and i apologize also i have not gotten episode 10 uh posted back out to the podcast world yet uh, I hope to do that when I get this one done as well. I had everything ready and then some things happened. My dog got very sick and my schedule uh, changed and I lost a couple of days of work. And then I traveled for a workshop for a couple of days. So I'm just getting back to all of this. But when I'm looking down a lot, 
I'm either <clears throat> I'm either looking at notes like right now I'm looking at a cell phone that I've got some notes on um, but also uh, I I run a couple of other businesses and I get text messages if I get a text message either from a customer or an employee um, it, if it's something that can't wait I do try and multitask and, and uh, address their needs as well. So that's why I may be looking down. I'm always also paying attention here, but I have to make sure things are continuing to move along. Um, I changed my mind, Linda. I want to say something. Okay. And what I want to say is like what you're going through, that's what we're all going through. It's like your dog is sick, you have a workshop, you have issues with getting here and there. You know, even you had a physical landslide on your freaking road. If that's not like the most obvious symptom these things, right. they're having trouble here. But so what's going on right now in all of our lives to a greater or lesser degree? It's like for most of us, the landslides are not actually physically unobvious. Right. But we're all going through that stuff. And whether it's getting sick or, and seriously, I hate to observe this, but a lot of people and animals are, you know, yes. another one of those phases yes. where there are people and creatures, animals, I think of them as people too, going through some transition right. that you know, may end, end with leaving this planet. Right. Badly. Right. But um, it's just the very fact that you have not posted the thing that we had to cancel because of everything going on. All of this is just part of it. Part of it. Part right. Of what's going on. Right. For all of us. Right. So just to make that connection that, you know, this is not theoretical up here stuff. This is like we are all down here in the thick of it. And that includes you and me with this freaking technical difficulty that NetStream does not want to let you hear me speak. Right, 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 right. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. And <clears throat> you bring up a good point, and I was going to bring it up. Uh, we are in, uh, so relating this thing being swallowed by the dragon, it's, it, it <clears throat> I look at it more as the dragon stirring the pot, right? And it's the spiral, uh, like not double helix, but the spiral of life and the dragon mm -hmm. is, is spiraling and the tail is the very end of it. You know, I, I have always been using the, uh, I, I, for years, I've used the dying donkey as kick, kicks the hardest. Well, in this case, the tail of the dragon is the very tail end of uh, the, the, and also, let me, uh, it's, and also the, uh, the regeneration, transformation, rebirth, right? It's the transformation end of it uh, in, in my mind. But that tail can knock a lot of things around. Absolutely. 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 I also, before I started this class, I had envisioned 
um, sort of the fist coming down on the table and anything that's yeah. under the fist is, is really obliterated, but anything else on right. the table has received an impact and gotten a shaking and uh, who knows what yeah. that shaking brings it. Um, and you're, you're absolutely right. Huh? vibrating from the vibration right exactly 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 and so um the the whole idea of the people and the pets leaving uh it is uh it it, it is a huge wave right like i just uh i just really had is. to i i just had to say goodbye to my 14 year old bichon frise that that uh i loved with all my heart uh from vestibular disease that he did not recover from. And uh, I just heard from a, uh, a girlfriend, we're supposed to have our 50th high school reunion this year. That tells everybody how old I am. Um, but uh, she's not going to be able to come to the reunion, not necessarily directly related to this, but that her uh, 98 year old father had just passed away. And now her 14 year old lab is uh, very ill. And so yeah. here we go again, you know. I, know. I know three people who had people die within the last two days. Right, right. And then there's your dog and other dogs that right. are sick and stuff. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the whole sort of, you know, anything that's, that's not meant to stay is leaving now. Anything that's not... Yeah not participating in the new because that is what's happening right we are building a yeah. new world here that is what's coming yeah. forward there is a birthing of a world of love and compassion and kindness and an understanding of what oneness truly is the connection between all things and the fact that we are divinity we are there isn't anything that isn't divinity that is the world that's coming that's the world that is emerging. And that's, you know, this is just a side point, but that is why the gun lobbyists and the NRA and all the gun manufacturers are so scared. Because when that world comes, guns won't have anywhere near the place. People will target shoot. People who, who hunt for food, if if they still have a mind to do that, will will still need guns. But other than that, and you don't use any of these high volume magazines uh, on on your food because there's nothing unless you're just automatically trying to make hamburger. So you know it that and that's why they're afraid. That is why there is such a campaign against giving up guns. That's why they're trying to instill the fear in everyone that, oh, you have to have these. You can't, it's, it's not about having to have them. It's about money. If you don't have to have them, then how will we make our money? And that's what they're not willing to embrace. Now, the oil companies found an avenue, right? The oil companies have, have modified and they are embracing renewables and they're changing the, the car companies. They, they resisted it for a long time, but they finally got it. They figured it out because if you want to make it about money, ultimately people will start to spend their money on the things that they want. And so if you don't adapt, they won't keep buying your stuff. 
So gun manufacturers either have to figure out a way to adapt to the new world that's coming and find something to sell that fits in with the model of what we're going to be looking for, or they're going to go out of business. Well, there aren't any icemen anymore, and there aren't any milkmen anymore, and it'll be fine, right? Things change. You can't always keep the thing if the thing doesn't fit anymore into the world that you want or have. So um, so don't let anybody kid you that this is about anything other than the money, because it isn't. Um, so now let's go back to this dragon. And again, here's the dragon tail. It's the, it's that last spin, right? The, the, the last grasp on how do we survive? How do we stay? And the dragon is stirring that whole pot. And at the same time, the stars and the planets are lining up and we're being called to listen to our hearts. That's what we're being called by the universe to do. And so you and I were talking yesterday about uh, some of this change is, is going to be difficult because it's all tied into our culture, our manners, our politeness, if you will. What, what we've labeled in the past as politeness, uh, sometimes is really not so much. Are you okay? I will be. I can talk in cold water. Um, Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, sometimes what we have not spoken of under the guise of politeness has not necessarily um, uh, sorry, I, I was distracted by the, the background noise. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, you're, you're okay. I took you off speaker for a minute. So, um, I couldn't just figure out how to mute it. It wasn't, I don't know, could mute me, but I couldn't mute you. Um, if we think about it and you think about sort of the mismanners uh, world, there are often things that we don't speak about. Also in, um, in, um, in society, there's been many things that we just don't talk about. It's not polite to talk about certain things. Uh, is has always been, you know, like what I was taught when I was little. And um, I'm putting you back on speaker, Mary. Uh, in families, within families, we many times we're told, okay, well, we don't talk about that. You know, people ask. Uh, you know, I I I know a, a married couple where the the um you know the husband had a brother that got adopted uh somewhere came you know came to live with his family some at some point but no one ever 
talks about where the kid came from or who the kids or how nobody knows the circumstances. Just they just all know that one day this person showed up and started living in their house. Crazy. You know, and and uh in in some ways, you know, I can relate to that because I was a foster child and so I ended up living in a, a number of different homes. Uh and 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 I think there was probably questions there. People had, who is she? Where'd she come from? And I don't know how those questions were answered. You know, I don't know. I don't know that I was ever even in the room when they got asked. But um, so anyway, that that so so I think that that's what that what has to happen. As one thing I'm thinking about that has to happen is as we're moving forward in this new world that we're creating, we need to listen to our hearts. That's clearly what's being called forth from the universe and make our choices based on where our heart leads us, not where somebody else tells us or or where you know where we think we should go to make somebody else happy so many lives have been lived in the purpose of making our parents happy uh when when really that should never even have been an at issue it should never have been a question you know, we're we're what we're learning is that really, to be a good parent, would be to start from the very day one, uh, letting that. Uh, uh, okay, uh, Nanette is wanting the link to the YouTube. Uh, <clears throat> Encouraging the child to be itself, you know, right? I think the word that I keep thinking of is authenticity. Right. It's like we need to be living from our own truth about who we are and what we want to be and how we want to embody our creative essence here in these bodies, you know? Instead of trying to guess what the right thing is, you know, I spent so much time worrying about, am I doing it right? Like there's some kind of, I remember even talking to my friend and saying, you know, it's like we were dropped here with no map and no guidebook of how to do this. The assumption being that there should be a map and a guidebook so that we make sure we get it right, you know? If you gave kids the idea that getting it right means being yourself, whoever that is, right? Right. That that's okay. Being yourself is not just okay. That's the point. And I do think that's changing and more parents are getting that right now. And I say that because I look at my nieces and, you know, they really encourage their kids in the things that the kids love no matter how impractical they might seem. Like one of um, my niece, her daughter is really interested in music and she composes music and plays music. She's 12. 
and the son, she might be 13. The son is a little younger and he's really into ballet and dance and has been for years, you know, and just allowing them their own form of self-expression and expression of their joy, you know? Right. So I was giving you some time to send the link to Nana. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so that's done. I got the link in on that. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, Mary. And um, uh, what I was getting ready to to say had been that what what I really think I'm I'm seeing in terms of parenting is from the moment that baby is born, that baby should be being taught that it is a divine being and that it has divine sovereignty. And, and so at the moment that, that they can comprehend their words, uh, you teach them that no one ever touches you if you're not willing for them to touch you. We teach them that because what's happened is we have a culture, we have a silent culture of child abuse yeah. in this country and, and I'm sure in many other countries. It's, it's yeah. the way we grow up. And, and for the most part, uh, if you don't make a conscious choice to be different than the way you were raised, in most cases, people are perpetuating the traumas and perpetuating the wounds because they don't know any other way to be. It's not that there's anything wrong with them as such. They just don't know any other way. And so what we really need to be doing, and, 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 and the culture, you know, this idea that it's nobody's business, what goes on in our house is nobody's business, is really, uh, that's not a freedom. That's actually a way to cover things up. Yeah, it's a control. Right, right. But it's been... I think ignored uh, because it's a way to hide and 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 not be honest about what happens. And I think it's got to do with shame, right? If people know what's happening, you know, even if you're not the one who did it, the shame, the shame cycle is huge on this, right? Right. Yes. Yes. And when you look at, so let's take a quick look at the, uh, David Hawkins list of uh, consciousness and see where shame fits. So shame on a scale of one to a thousand, it is actually the lowest one listed at 20. So it's a vibration of 20. And what we're shooting for is an energetic frequency of 500. So shame is, yeah, way down. And that's where a lot of people live in this place of, of shame, guilt, uh, apathy. Guilt is 30, apathy is 50. And, and, and Linda, think about it. If you keep people in that shame place, you really have just made sure that there will be no positive growth in our society. Right. The more people are stuck down there, they can't get out of that place. Right. So really encouraging that culture of 
secrecy based on shame is a great way to keep the institution that squashes in place. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Guilt is another one. Yeah. And, you know, guilt, that's like the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the tattoo of the Catholic Church, you know, uh, and that's at 30. And so, uh, and so here we go too. uh, And this is really key uh, on this scale. So you've got the name, you've got the frequency, you've got the associated emotional value, and then you have the view of life. So shame is a 20 and energetically, and the associated emotional state is humiliation. The view of life is miserable. You get up to guilt and it's a 30. The, uh, associated emotional state is blame and the view of life is evil. And so, you know, that's where uh, the gun manufacturers have really done this whole propaganda thing about that. There is, you know, this thing that is evil as has the Catholic church, you know? So it's a lot to overcome because Catholicism, I think is still the number one religion on the planet. Um, so, so, you know, when you're, when you're talking about a model of belief where people go every Sunday and maybe other times as well to hear from people preaching to them, encouraging their guilt and their blame and, and their belief in evil we've got a long way to go from three from 30 to 500. It, it, and that's why you need a dragon. <laughs> In my, <laughs> you need something that's going to come in and really, you know, stir things up and, 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 and make things right. And incinerate some bullshit. Right, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Truly. So, um, so yeah. Uh, let Let me see. Let's look at my notes here, real quick. So, uh, and here's another. Uh, okay, so back to the kids. Back to the kids. If we're teaching kids that. From the moment you understand this, if anyone ever touches you or does something to you that is in any way an infringement on what you believe is your sovereignty, you you channel your dragon energy. You don't be quiet about it. You know, that's the thing with child abuse in particular. The abuser is always saying, this is our little secret. This is our secret. Don't tell anyone. You know, I mean, and it it happened to me when I was, well, I don't know. I was only seven or so, I think, you know, and, uh, and what happened to me was not, not a horrible thing, but um, still, you know, it was a teenage boy and I'm sitting on his lap and, you know, he's having me wiggle around and, and, you know, and then he tells me, don't tell anybody. And I knew right away I didn't know why necessarily, but I, I knew right away that something we had done something we shouldn't have done. And I didn't, you know, so, and of course I didn't tell anybody. And that's the thing. 
it makes us complicit. Right. And we don't even understand half the time what that means. Right. That's where the guilt and shame kicks in. Exactly. I know I did something wrong. I don't know what I did, you know. Right. Um, the thing is, and why this is a hard thing, teaching your kids to have their voice and their strength and their power means that you as a parent have to be willing to engage with that little powerful being who you who you right. created. Right. So I don't know if you want to address that at all. Because it does, you know, it does mean that as a parent, if you're telling them they have a right to express their boundaries, you're going to have to learn to respect their boundaries too and help them navigate how to handle that with you, your parents. Right, you know? right. Well, and it's going to be challenging because truly parents need to have healed themselves. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's fascinating to me that we don't teach any of this. None of this is taught in high school. None of it is... It, it, you know, you might be able to find a college class here or there if you're looking for it, but it's not going to be a requirement. And yet all of us do. No. All of us do it. And we all, I mean, whether whether you've birthed them or not, most people at some point have some interaction with children, regardless of whether yeah. you've had your own or not. Um, but many people, the majority of people have children. And we're broken. We're we're all broken. And if yeah. if we don't take it upon ourselves to heal ourselves, then we're continuing to contribute to the brokenness. Right. So it is a it is a big challenge. And certainly, you know, you want to be hesitant, uh, encouraging your child to be the. Uh, <laughs> here's here's Nanette. Thank you. Uh, welcome, to, well, welcome to have you, Nanette. Um, Hi, Nanette. <laughs> you, you certainly don't want to uh, uh, encourage your the dragon in your in your child if you're not prepared for uh, allowing what what that means. And again, that doesn't allow. That doesn't mean the kid gets to you know go crazy uh, no. uh, anytime it feels like it. It's specifically teaching no. the child its its coping tools in the moment yeah. for when something happens. You know, we teach them how to cross the street, right? We teach them how to cross the street safely. We teach them how not to touch the stove and get burned. Why is it that we don't teach them what to do when somebody touches them that's wrong? It's really not taught uh, for the most part. You know, there may be, maybe there's a little bit that goes on in the schools. I don't know. Um, but it doesn't taught at home. And um, I mean, some people nowadays are teaching it. That's true. That's true. Rule, right. Not. And but historically. Compared with right. when you and I were children. Right. There are parents who teach them now. That's true. My nieces. Yes. Yeah, because we are making progress, mm -hmm. but we still have a, yes, a, a long are, way to go. God. Yeah. 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 Slow. Slow. 
Well, I think everything's always in divine order. So it appears slow. It feels slow. It feels agonizingly slow, really. Um, but it it's if it's all in divine order, then then we just have to work with what we've got. But so um, I traveled recently, uh, and uh, recently, like in this last week, and. I didn't have any, there were no incidents that I'm aware of on the plane or the trains that I took. But I was thinking about how, um, in general, overall, there are still way more incidents of aggressive behavior and uh, uh, rude and inconsiderate behavior happening in the uh, travel industry. And I wondered, I, I was just sort of, contemplating it and wondering about it. And I, I, I realized that when America elected someone who was very broken, and there, I don't think there's any denying this, right? Somebody who has had six bankruptcies, who, uh, and, and, so many lawsuits, you can't even count them all. Uh, someone who is known to be a, a member of what we in New York refer to as a mob family. Um, when you, as a country, choose to put that person in power, what you end up doing is validating all those levels of what I would call brokenness, right? You're not living from your heart if you're participating in a mob family. You're not living from your heart if you're doing business in such a way that you're, you know, have all these lawsuits. And the lawsuits were from like people who'd done work and not been paid. Um, right. So, and, and these were, and then they were good people. They, they're not, they're, these are not, you know, bums off the street. These were good, uh, good people that didn't get paid. Many, 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 right? These are all signs. Those were all signs. And yet America, for some reason, somehow chose to look away. Now, Again, not the popular vote, not the actual majority of the people. That's a whole different conversation, right? How our, our uh, particular country works when it comes to voting and counting votes. So the country, in, in one way, the country didn't ultimately lose its mind, hasn't yet lost its mind. But the way the system worked, the people in power, the people who get to manipulate things, got to win. It's pretty much how they only ever win. It's very rare for a Republican to actually get the popular vote if people would pay attention. 
And also, as long as we're talking about it for a moment, the uh, just so everyone gets an education, you know, I'm all about making sure people understand these things about our country. Um, right now, today on the news, uh, uh, I was watching, I think it was CBS this morning. There was a big article about how uh, medical costs have become staggering in America and people are buried under medical costs. Well, let me just remind you, you can thank the Republican Richard Nixon for that. He is the one that made health care for profit in our country. That's when it happened, was under the Nixon administration. Before that, uh, there was no health care for profit. And that was really when the, the uh, that's really when the insurrection started, I'm going to say. That is when they, they, the, sh they, the, shift the tide shifted and we went from the kind of Republican that Eisenhower was, where the tax level at the time was, for the rich was 94%. And they took all that tax money and they built the interstate and states and they they built dams and they, you know, they they did infrastructure for the entire country. All the people received benefits from that 94 percent tax rate. And now they're down to uh, some of them don't pay the richest ones that uh, don't pay any taxes at all. I want to say something when you were talking about the election of our that recent president. The thing that strikes me about it all is that he totally lacks any kind of integrity. He lacks integrity of any kind, which you can tell by the way he doesn't pay his workers and his utter disrespect for just about everyone, right? And when you draw it back to Richard Nixon, think about why he left office. Because he broke into the headquarters of the other party. Well, he didn't, but he sent people right, right, right. henchmen right. to break in and steal things. It's right. like, it is an utter lack of integrity. Right. And the point at which you start thinking the ends justify the means. That's right. totally like with Trump and trying to steal that election and his supporters agreeing with, oh, the steal, stop the steal, when there is no evidence to support it. And in fact, lots of evidence to not support it. It's like that, that's really the breakdown. There used to be, you know, we talk about there was a certain kind of respect between the two parties, you know, a grudging respect that the president was the president. We might hate him and all, but, you know, there was never, I don't know, it's just the way that he totally disrespected his office. I'm talking about Trump again right. now. Other people might have said that stuff quietly, and maybe he's part of this trend towards authenticity that we're talking about. He said it all right out in public. Right. And all the right. people who've been thinking that and being secretly shamed. Exactly. It's like, oh, I'm not supposed to think that. Right. Yeah. He gave them permission to be their worst selves yep. out in public. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the point. Thank you, Mary. That's exactly the point is that we've given it, we, as a country, we gave it permission. 
that's that's so that's why when you see people that are rude and you by see people him. yeah by electing him we gave the whole country permission to misbehave and to be rude and to shove people out of the way you know and 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 to to uh and to lie lie continually lie it's okay to lie it's i mean it it that's pretty much all he's done um so so now so so to me see that's the end of the dragon's tail whipping through and saying okay here here's what you've done you've opened up the chasm now you've you've taken the lid off of pandora's box here is permission to be as rude and nasty and and <clears throat> act as evilly as you choose we don't we didn't get our way so we're going to kill the people that we think are 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 in our way well i uh, i don't think our founding fathers ever anticipated that and that is where these people's strength has come from is is that there are masterminds behind this whole movement and that's why i say it really it started <clears throat> back with yeah. nixon and it's been an and and a whole wave of an evilness being acted out within our government to worm its way in and get its roots in all these people and if for those of you that cannot see nanette's comments she's saying way too many people have drunk the the kool-aid um, people I know well and for a long time to drink. And if you should ask them, didn't you see that coming? It's like, no, absolutely not. They didn't. And she's not understanding uh, how people that once seem to understand our country and, and be reasonable people have, have gone so far in the opposite direction. Um, and any of us that, that, you know, know, uh, and most of us must know some Trump supporter. It is still hard uh, to understand how they made the choice in the first place. How how you can look away. What happened to the vetting process? Hang on, hang on a second. I need to clear my throat. Oh my goodness. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, so one of the questions that comes, comes from all of this is, all right, so we're here to talk about how do we become a beloved society? And the answer to that, I don't think is really all that difficult. The answer is if we were to start each day and, and continue throughout the day as best we can, to be kind, loving, and compassionate to everyone we meet and, and exchange with or not, just even see in the street or pass on the subway. How, if we can break the natural tendency that so many of us have to look at somebody and judge them for what they're wearing, how they look, what they weigh, how they might be acting, how they might be looking, you know, all these things that come fourth uh 
so while I'm talking, I want to look for a graphic that I captured uh, on my phone because I want to read it to you. Um, so we need to figure out the tools that will work for us in terms of uh, helping us with the transition into that new uh, that new world. So for me, it's easy with most people. Most people I tend to feel positive or neutral toward. Um, there are people who are more challenging and it's, you know, like, I mean, some of it might be a homeless person who might look a little scary or smell really bad. If they're more neutral, I can get to that place. But then the other thing that I really have trouble with, you know, as you can probably tell from the conversation, is the, the political stuff. And when people express opinions that I find really difficult. So if you would like to address this after you find your graphic or if that graphic addresses it, you know, what do we do with the challenging instances? You know, that would be the question. But I want to see your infographic. Uh, I, ca I can't find it. It's uh, I'm either it didn't save or um, I'll have to go look for it. It it was uh, I really appreciated it because it broke down it broke down the uh, physicality of what's going on here, and it talked about how you know we only see this percentage of the the. Uh, a certain spectrum and we only hear a certain percentage of this spectrum and we only can feel yeah, yeah. a certain and so when you realize that none of this is real this it's really a hologram it yeah. really is a hologram and it you know it what whether they're stinky that's like it doesn't have anything to do with you right what has to do with each of us is what is your soul purpose what is my soul purpose and am i in this moment doing my best to fulfill what divinity asked me to come and 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 do because it we are not the individuals that we think we are none of this is what we think it is and what it truly is is a desire on the part of all of us to participate in this play, if you will. We wouldn't be here if we hadn't agreed to come. That's number one. And I can say that with 100% assuredly because that is my personal experience. I was asked to come here and I didn't want to come. I, I actually, uh, I was very much not wanting to come and do this. Been here, done that. It wasn't fun, right? That was my, you know, wasn't fun. It's not a nice place. It is sort of like hell on earth. Um, and so why would I want to come back into form? This was my argument then. And if I didn't know any better, it would be my argument now. Why would I want to come back into form to play this game again? And it, the answer for me at the time was, uh, 
you will play an integral role in something very important. And we need you. And we need Mary. We've asked Mary to come and we've asked Nanette to come. And there were all these people, right, that are coming and we need you. And it was when another entity said, my, uh, someone that I wanted to come said that they would come and help me is when I decided I would say yes. So that is my experience of how I came to be here. Most people don't remember any of this. I know Mary, your brother remembers something. So uh, I know, and I, I do know one other person that remembers similar conversations. Mary. Yeah. What I want to say is, like, for most of us, people remember that it is a lot more challenging. Right. I mean, I believe that I'm here for a reason. I don't remember agreeing to be here, but I believe that. I know a lot of people find that idea very challenging, especially right now when things are super duper hard. So I'm trying to apply what you're saying to my specific question about when it's hard for me to deal with things. Right. So it's not about the smelly guy, but it's about that that brings up a reaction in me. Right. That makes it harder for me to find my loving heart place. Right. And so, you know, that's that's what I'm looking for. So then from that place, I can go to what you're talking about. It's a play. I'm here on the stage with these people. We are all here for our own roles. We're all here to play our own role. And then to draw back on some of my teachings that help me, you know, yes, we're all the all in all. So everybody is a jewel on the dance floor. Right. We're all here by invitation. Right. You, me, and the smelly guy. Right. And if the smelly guy's here and I'm having a reaction, then it's my job to examine my reaction that I'm having. Right. And see how I can convert my reaction to love. And honestly, it's easier with the smelly homeless guy than with some other people who have ideas that I find very challenging. Right. Um, it's like we all have our right to be here by right. invitation. Right. And some of us want to deny that right to others of us. Exactly. That's where I get irritated. Right, right, yeah. right. But I do want to not, excuse me, be that person. Right. So, you know, that's just to sort of draw a line between what you said and what I was asking about. Right. Right, so... And I do, you know, I do, I want to put out there, and I know I've said this before, I think that some of us agreed to come back into form, because on the other side, everything is very light and floating. We're right. all just energy. Right. And gravity, we've talked right. about it before. Right. We forget when we're zipping around in, non, you know, just right. energy, right. not physical. Then we come back down here. And it's like, oh, my God, what did I agree to do? Right. It's like, it's so heavy. Right. It's so heavy. Right. And it's like all that freedom and flexibility. I'm like, oh, I can do this. I can handle it. You know, I can come back down there and help 
move things to a better, higher, right, right, lovelier place. Right. So, yeah, I can help bring about heaven on earth, and then it's like, oh, holy crap, what did I agree to? Yeah. And I think that's the real thing to acknowledge. Yeah. You know, amongst a lot of us yeah. who are here to help make this change. You know, this right. growth, this evolution, right. this expansion. <clears throat> right. Um, I'm just looking at the time. We've got a f about four minutes left. Um, <clears throat> and so I think, uh, I, I think try this as an exercise when, when uh, any of you, when you're in a situation where there's someone <clears throat> nearby that's triggering some form of response from you uh, <clears throat> that's not necessarily taking you into you see how this is all throat chakra this is all energy of the the dying energy trying to keep us quiet here that's yeah. both both of us have been having throat issues all day now and that or all hour and that's what this is <clears throat> let me hang on just a second i gotta do this okay um just try an exercise of, of saying to yourself, I am kind, loving, and compassionate. And actually, don't say it, I am. Say, you are. Speak to yourself. You can do it silently. And when you find that feeling coming up, you're just telling yourself, you are kind, loving, and compassionate. And when you do that, what will happen is the cells in your body will look at that, whatever that person is that's triggering, whether it's smelly or dirty or homeless or whatever, and, and they will look at them in a different way because you've just told yourself that you're kind, compassionate, and loving. So you'll look at that person with kindness, compassion, and love. And I think it'll be fairly instantaneous. So yeah, I'm feeling it in my body in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. So, so folks use that as a tool. Any of you that are out there, um, uh, you can feel free to try and report back next week. Um, let's see. I wanted to just, uh, also, uh, remind everybody that, uh, we're here weekly. Um, uh, and, uh, I think for the next few weeks, I'm not anticipating missing anymore until sometime in July. Uh, uh, 11 a.m. Alaska time, that would make it uh, 10 a.m. Hawaiian time, and then uh, noon Pacific, uh, 3 Eastern, and I think it's 8 o'clock in Europe. You can also find me on YouTube, uh, Illuminating Your Wholeness. And uh, also on Facebook, Linda Lamp on Facebook or Love by Light, uh, We Love Us, uh, Love's Essence. And you can always call the studio phone. It's on the screen, but 907-351-3003. If you don't get me, you can leave a message and I will return to you or you can send a text to that number as well. Any last thoughts, Mary, as we're wrapping up? 
feeling pretty better than complete. And just want to hear, we really want to hear from people if you have any questions or comments yep. on what we have to say. Yep. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you to Nanette for being here today. And at this point, yeah. we will say namaste and see you next week. Much love.